0: This is Three Songs Pod, episode 54. Yeah, it is. I'm Mike Hogan, here with Bob This is Mastana.
1: Bob from Des Moines, yeah. This is yeah. Bob from Des Moines. Welcome, Bob. We're spacing out on London, actually.
0: I'm going to play some Psychedelic Furs. We're going to start it with some Psychedelic Furs.
1: And you're going way back. First album, 1980.
0: Yeah. Long intro. This is a longer intro even than the Feelys intro that we did. One of the early oh, episodes.
1: Yeah, the, the, the boy with the perpetual nervousness. That's right. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I've, I've always been a fan it of these guys. Sort
1: of describes me and, and probably doesn't describe you. Uh,
0: somewhat, at times.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's... Uh, Let's play some psychedelic furs, and we'll come back and talk about it.
1: This is three they were a lot themselves. They were.
0: Good way to start the show. It's a good way to start an album. It's the first song. Oh yeah, first song from the you first psychedelic fears a psychedelic fears record. I didn't, never did.
1: I saw him when I was a little kid. It was would have been one of the first road trips I ever took. Really, and um, I went drove from Richmond to Charlottesville in um, my mother's 1976 Dodge Colt station wagon. And um with Steve West who uh played drums in the in the van pavement, in a in, band called in He's a Great Guy. The, in the pavement. And we, we ran out of gas on the way there. Yep, we did. Yep, that happened. <laughs> and um, I'm not gonna tell that story, but we survived <laughs> it on I sixty four. But um and a band called Wire Train opened that we both thought was cool. We're trying to of course when you're you know, 16 years old, constantly trying to figure out what's cool. Sure. And um, I think we kind of felt the psychedelic furs were like, you know, way cooler than we were. And they carried themselves with this kind of tremendous swagger. And they played at a place, the old gymnasium, the really old one that held about 1900 in Charlottesville, sold out. It was a big college gig. And we felt, you know, obviously felt incredibly cool to be high school kids at a, Super hip, kind of gothy. Like, um, you know, the the smell wow. of clove cigarettes filled the air. You know, right? And and when psychedelic first, of course, were one of those bands that you know people would write on their backpacks and jackets and stuff, and like, um, you know, I think the tour. I'm sure Talk 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 was. I think it was probably their third album. Yeah, that's the their third I album. So,
0: so that was the uh, that was the air. It was like what eighty four maybe.
1: No, 83? well, yeah, eighty yeah eighty three eighty four probably okay. eighty probably the fall of eighty three. I would say this okay. was, and um, I thought it was super cool. But they had so much swagger, like Richard Butler, the singer, like he he's he's quite a stunning performer. Of course, the the dark tinted sunglasses are on mm-hmm. on his brother Tim on the bass and I think the song he played India there that sort of celebrated uh John Ashton's guitar. But they um they kind of they're a London band. They were kind of a they're sort of unique. They were they they had they got a lot of MTV airplay, remember?
0: Yeah, they were they were huge, but I feel like they're not I mean,
1: oh no, no, they're pretty much forgotten. I mean, obviously, they made their biggest strike in terms of making an impact on the music industry was "Pretty in Pink."
0: Right, "Pretty in Pink," you know. and you know, I mean, they had I think some think that's hits pretty
1: and, much the only song people really know by.
0: Them. Well, "Love My Way," people know that one.
1: Oh, totally! Yeah, totally. "Love My Way" for sure. People know "Love My Way." That first album is filled with some real nuggets. Oh
0: my, that first album is fantastic. It's a yeah, really Yeah, like Richard Butler, record.
1: like he, like his singing style, his vocal style was so, was this guy a chain smoker? Or I
2: don't what? know. It's like the,
1: the smokiest voice I've ever seen, but they had the whole like, um it was one of the, you know, they used to do rock concerts a little different back then. They used to, all the lights would go off and there'd be like, um, torches you know like flashlights that would lead the band in and the crowd would go wild and you know there was some build-up and you'd see the band like walking around this catwalk then coming on stage it was such a dramatic presentation and all all the lights go on and the crowd goes wild and i'm sure they started off with perhaps that but
0: yeah he he his voice he had such a distinctive (laughs)
1: rasp but do you remember that aspect of rock concerts when you're just yeah. kind of, like, standing there, yeah. like, between bands and you're wondering what's yeah. happened Then the lights go off and you see, like, you know, I guess the road crew on stage making thing every, making sure everything's, like, turned on on stage and then, like, right. you know, people start to cheer and stuff. There's, like, a build-up, like, this really intense build-up. I, I often think that that's such a – even in small clubs, that's a very important part of a show is when – I think that I see a lot of bands today that you don't even really know if the show's started. You don't know if it's a line check or a sound check. Then you're, oh, oh, no, the show started. Like, right. I always say, like, you know, leave stage for a minute and come out. Right. Like, here we here we are. You know, like funny thing about psychedelic furs were, um, back in the day when they first started, they they didn't know whether to call themselves the Europeans or the psychedelic furs. Huh. Thank God they chose the Psychedelic Furs. The Europeans is such a terrible band name.
0: <laughs> it is. Well, and the irony is and that—
1: And the, the Psychedelic Furs is such a great band name. It is. It, it is. Yeah. But
0: the irony is that they're not really psychedelic.
1: Not really, you know. I mean, no, not really. But, you know, But nor were they particularly furry.
0: It still works. But but you're right. Going Before we get into your songs, you're absolutely right. That anticipation at a rock show, especially a big rock show—
1: where any they, kind of rock show, I'm not. Yeah, I I know what you're saying. Yeah, anything that's got like, yeah, yeah, anything, any concert or anything like. And it's difficult at festivals because, like, you know, one band follows the other. Right. And, you know, there's like, you know, everything's going to be on schedule and stuff. But when if it's like a not even an arena show, like these, you know, these great clubs that you know, well, the Fillmore comes sure. to mind, or
2: sure.
1: Irving Plaza in New York, like, uh, you know, these great venues that hold like, you know, between a thousand two thousand people, and like. You know the opening band finishes, and there's inevitably, seemingly an endless gap, even if it's like fifteen minutes or twenty minutes. Then everybody sorts themselves out, and then, and then there's, and then there's like, you know, there's got to be this like, yeah, the build-up's intense. Like, th- it's going to happen. This is right, why we drove hundred right, miles, Whoa, right? You
0: know. And the lights dim, and then you're, mm-hmm. you, you know, the crowd is, is they're anticipating any movement, any motion, any sign that. The band is starting. It could be a roadie who's coming out to, you know, jiggle a chord and make sure everything's connected. But there's... Exactly.
1: Like, like that kind of thing. Like, you see, like, lights on stage. Oh, my God. Here it comes. Here it comes. They're they're going to start. wonder what they're going to start with Like, REM had a brilliant way of doing that. Like, REM would do it, like, really perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, actually, Psychedelic First, I imagine, they're they're actually still playing shows, I guess. You know, if the...
0: I'm sure... you know, well, you know,
1: for signs are right.
0: for a little while, you know, Richard Butler did love spit love and
1: but, right, but yeah, yeah, they all went in, you know, terrible, unsuccessful tang- taj- tangents.
0: But uh, <laughs> I'm I'm telling you, like like we played Echo and the Bunnymen. I would say the early psychedelic Furs records, at least for me. They rank right up there, and they were a huge influence on me. You know, uh, in the mid to late 80s, Psychedelic Furs were a band that I listened to a ton, ton, and they still hold Whoa, up. Interesting. They still, interesting. they still hold up. I mean, there are a lot of bands that I listened to back then that I listen to now, and uh, I don't really know, but I love. I still love that first record especially.
1: It's a great record. And I think it was it was one of those records you get for like four ninety nine.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you it's can probably still find it
1: pretty cheap. Oh yeah, right? you can find it. Oh, you can get them. Yeah, you can yeah. get them for sure. In fact, you can probably get all their stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool band. And I think they I don't think they made a record past ninety one. I think their last no. release would have been like in the early nineties. So they right. just kind of lean on the back catalog.
0: Very much an eighties band, kind of like felt. Like they started. Yeah, in the and, 80s the, and obviously ended the, the Cure.
1: Yeah. yeah. You know, well, the cure, cure continued. Be on, I mean but there's yeah. a huge amount of crossover between cure, psychedelic furs, new order. Right. Same patches, same jacket, same buttons, right. same sure. cadre yeah. of fans.
0: Right. Back then for sure. All yeah. right. Wh- wh- but, and
1: I guess they call it post punk, which is the most of all the genre descriptions, that is like it's the, the li- perhaps the most vague.
0: It's the laziest for sure.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. Oh no, we're post-punk, dude. <laughs> so, like,
0: uh, oh,
1: so when did punk rock die?
0: <laughs> when did punk rock start? the The best, yeah. the best thing is when I hear like Pere Ubu, you know, like their first seven inch. Um, That's post-punk, dude. Totally, post-punk. they call it post-punk. I mean, it was like seventy five, yeah. seventy six, but you know, it's post-punk. So, whatever. Yeah,
1: it's just all it's all rock and roll music, and so is this. I'm going to take us to San Francisco. A band that I believe stopped, I think this might have been, they made three studio albums. Um, really good band. Um I was I, one of those things, I, I was turned on to them by a good buddy of mine named Erica Bricking, who um, I always admired her taste. She was in a great band called Drinking Woman. And... Um, I had a conversation with her on Facebook. She told me what she was into. And she, was in, she was into this band called Grass Widow from San Fran. They have this album, Internal Logic. And she said, you got to check it out. You'll like it. So I did, and I bought it. I listened to it several times, and this is one of my favorite tracks off of it. This is a, a song called Disappearing Industries by Grass Widow. <laughs>
0: Wow, you're bringing a big That was good
1: No Grass Widow, They're cool They They've only made three records And in the last two They Put out They made They just Said so we're gonna put them out On our own label They put out one One record on That great label Kill Rock Stars Sure Slim Moon's label From Olympia And, and um, So they call it HLR It's obviously Lillian Maring Hannah Lou, And Raven Man So they just I guess they just cleverly took their initials and they started their own little company there. But I don't know if they've released anything else. But one one interesting nugget from this band is they're obviously, you know, one of their inspirations for their bands band is the legendary band the Raincoats, who I'm sure we've played on this show. And um, sure. they're, <laughs> they, I guess they've been asked a lot, like, oh, you're an, even though you're three pieces, you know, they get asked this, like, um, we're all women. You know, and they get asked, you know, about feminism, and they always respond with Gina Birch from the Raincoast quote. And you ask me if I'm a feminist, why the hell would I not be? <laughs> you know, perfect. And uh, you know, you think of bands like, you know, Kleenex. I don't know if have I played Kleenex on the show.
0: <laughs> no, you haven't, and and uh, I have them on a list on my list to play, but but maybe you beat me to them.
1: No, what a great band. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I think they're really cool, and that's, I mean, that's the only album I've ever heard by them, and it's great all the way through and just a fun listen. Yeah. Check, yeah. Uh, no, that's out. grass widow.
0: Thank you for, uh, for playing that. I'd never heard them before.
1: Do you know what a grass widow is? Uh, I don't. Yeah. Grass widow is, um, it's a woman whose husband is away for, um, prolonged periods of time. Like, um, I guess like, you know, they're married, but the husband like is not there very often. Hmm. Which is, you know, interesting. I, I just kind of stumbled upon that today. Weird. Yeah, yeah, I don't see any of the connection between grass and widow, <laughs> but a woman whose husband is away often or for a prolonged period, like.
0: Okay. Oh. Yeah. Uh, kind I'll of a bu- strange little I'll deal, buy but it, I guess. it's a
1: clever, clever band name, anyways. And more power to them. What do you got?
0: Um. Well, yeah, no, thank you, thank you for playing that. I I, I really enjoyed that. I'll have to check out a, a lot of their other stuff, and I hope you you said I think their last record was what five or six years ago.
1: That was the last one, 2012. Yeah, but you oh. know, maybe they stopped, or who knows? You know, like yeah. they hmm. made three records and a seven inch or two, and who knows?
0: But. Okay, well, I'll 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 stay with some women. Well, or at least a women, woman front woman. Uh, I'm going to play a band that I think you know. Uh, this album came out in 91. Uh, we talked last show about playing songs on college radio. I played this song in this band, actually. I played this band a lot. Uh, who oh, was our college
1: radio station?
0: Uh, KSCU, Santa Clara University. Yeah. Are they um, still going
1: strong over there? I
0: think so, yeah. Good, good. Um, and who knows, maybe somewhere... There are was it a
1: big signal, or could you just hear it in Santa Clara?
0: It was pretty small. Um, same
1: as same as WTJU, which yeah. I think is big now. Of course, this is before the internet. Like you could just right. like listen to college. Ra- we could listen to you could listen to their college radio signal right now. Probably. Uh, I'm sure. On your internet.
0: I'm sure we could. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And and I I'd be curious if any of the because I you know I was I started Maybe there as we should a freshman. call
1: who's ever on the radio right now and and request a song. <laughs>
0: We could, we could Skype them in. We could do, we could do. Yeah, could, yeah, Skype in. Hey, hey.
1: These weirdos are doing a podcast called Three Songs Pod. Right. And they've called us because former DJ, K, KSCU DJ Mike Hogan, you know, wants to hear and said he played on a show all the time. So for all old time's sake. <laughs> yeah, so 91, who are you going to play?
0: Uh, I'm going to play a band called Love Child from Homestead oh, yeah. Records. No, I,
1: played, I played some shows with them. Yeah.
0: I'm sure you did. They were um, three piece. Same scene, man. Same scene.
1: That's right. The, they were a three piece. Jersey, New York scene. Uh,
0: Hoboken. No um, joking
1: in Hoboken. I live there on on Willow and Washington. They were. I told you about uh, moving into Bob Mould's apartment, right? I told you about that story.
0: I don't think you did. That was no, weird. It's, yeah. S- s- save it. We'll tell some stories. We'll play some. So- we'll play the song. We'll tell some stories. This is from the. Uh, first album from Love Child called OK, with a question mark. Um, Rebecca mm-hmm. Odes, Alan Licht, the drummer Ben Daughtry, I think his name was.
1: Um, that was one of the dudes from Louisville. Was that his name? I don't even know. Uh, ben, or Ben Dealy. I don't know. Ben it, Ben Daughtry, Ben
0: Dealy, Ben Dealy maybe. It's I yeah, don't know. Ben Dealy, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyhow, uh, this is Love Love Child. Their first album, you know, Alan Licht.
1: Licked was one of those guys. He was in so many bands. He was, and he was... You'd be like, you'd pop up somewhere. He was kind of like Matt Sweeney before Matt Sweeney in a way. Like, every single time he'd go to a show, like... I had a funny habit of always running into Alan. I think as frequent peers, I would always have conversationals, um, urinal conversations with him. You know those kind of conversations by the urinal? sure. Yeah, sure. yes, he to be like, hey, what are you doing here? And it's like, oh, I'm playing. I mean, <laughs> I would just be there like in my bus driving uniform going to see the show to be like, I'm playing. Uh, who are you playing with? He'd be playing with like the headlining bands. Like, How do you find time for all of this? So right. I, was like, I was like, I don't know what the guy ever did other than play in bands. I he's, imagine, you know, just like, he's probably playing a show tonight. You know? Yeah, probably. Have, he's, he's a guitar phenom. Know, he's a lovely individual, lovely, lovely chap.
0: Guitar yeah. phenom. I'll tell a story about him. After we play yeah. the song, but yeah, his guitar is featured heavily in the song, which is called Willpower Love Child, 1991, Homestead yeah. Records. Yeah, here we go. Oh,
2: fuck. I don't have to say that I won't. Try.
0: So I love that record. I played that record to death on KSC. Good
1: band, really good band, really good live. And they
0: were they were the kind of, yeah, I saw them live. They played um, on the West Coast once, I think after their second record. Um, And they were really good live. Uh, and they were all over the map. I mean, you know, Alan... Hot
1: Licks. We used to call them Hot... Is it, Alan would whip that guitar around. Um, hot, hot list.
0: Sure, Alan would sing some. Rebecca would sing some. She played the bass and would sing. She was played. Great. She was great. Yeah, she put out a record. She on... Still
1: is. I'm, you know, she still is. Yeah, well, unless uh, she's playing music, but
0: I, I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, she she was she was fantastic. You know, he was an amazing guitarist. Um, they'd trade off lead vocals. Uh, I actually reached out to them to do a song because they were you know I, one of the things I appreciated about them was from Did one. do a Minutemen cover well, well from one song to the next you don't know what they were going to do and I actually asked if they would do a Minutemen mm-hmm. cover
1: yeah. and
0: and I, I don't know if it was that they were in the process of splitting up or uh, whatever but for for whatever reason they never recorded one and Alan sent me a tape and he said well we didn't do a song but I put this together And it was a 20-some-odd-minute-long tone um, poem. (laughs) It was polarity, which it was the first four four notes of polarity stretched over 20-some-odd minutes. And... He he, almost embarrassingly said, "Like I understand if you don't want to release it, but here you go." <laughs> and 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 you know, I mean, I just said it's really cool. I like it, but yeah, I don't think I can put it on the comp because it would kind of it's not sort of the thing that we're going with. Silk Breeze put it's it out. It's a Minutemen Men tribute record, right? <laughs> Silk Breeze put it out on on uh, an LP, I, which I. Have bought and have. Um, it's, Tommy it's, it's the yeah. second side of. I think it's the second side of of Alan's solo debut. <laughs> um, fantastic stuff. But yeah, it was it was pretty funny. Uh, yeah. I, I felt, I, I yeah, I felt I felt bad. I felt bad because I wanted to. I wanted to release it, but
1: yeah. Well, it's what silk breezes for, not little brother.
0: <laughs> well, you know, little yeah. brother would do odd, weird. Strange you know prick decay collaborations but it we yeah the that that the, the, the minute tribute had thirty some odd songs and seventy minutes and we talk about and,
1: little brother that was your label
0: that was that's right and
1: that's we right. haven't done we we need to do a little brother show
0: uh, uh okay we did a
1: pavement show let's do a little brother show
0: <laughs> we did a pavement show which was um the sort of thing that you sent think... me a
1: quintet you sent me a quintet of Little Brother releases. Yeah, you know, I had to, to kind of... I can easily bring three. Okay. Uh, just off what you sent me. All right. Is that the entire discography no. pretty much? Or... No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you can bring three from all the other stuff you did.
0: Okay. If you want, I mean, l- look... Well,
1: if we make it to the 75th episode, maybe we'll do it then. <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, yeah. Look, uh, we did it for the 50th, The Pavement Show, and it was it's by far the most played show we've done. The little brother one would probably be the by far the least played. No, it's 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 the answer to a question that no one has asked. But um, yeah, we can do it if you want. I'd be fine with that. Revisiting some three
1: songs pod. You're one half of the (laughs) pod. We got no sponsor. Somebody asked me the other day. Somebody said, "How can you do this? Like, how does how do podcasts work?" Where like you like don't have to ask the permission of the bands and you can just like play their songs like how does that really work okay and i was like, thinking this is actually a really good question like <laughs> perhaps we're doing something highly illegal it's... here i thought for one second then i thought for a second like you know this is like a total non-profit right
0: it, 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 that, that in fact i'm
1: gonna say like you know with with my budget over here during the podcast, in order to get in the podcast frame of mind, I'm saying that, you know, like, I'm saying that, and of course, you know, one really cool thing you do is you tweet the podcast info. We've gotten some favorable feedback from Pylon and from Mary Timoney, like, saying, hey, thanks for playing it, you know, like, on the Three Songs pod, like, I'm sure they don't realize that we have, you know, a hundred <laughs> listeners or whatever. Right. Right.
0: Our reach is less than theirs, but
1: that's okay. Yeah, you know, but good. they're happy. You know, like yeah. I think I think generally speaking, when you do a podcast like this, it's like purely independent with no connections and like, you know, no checks getting cut. There's no bureaucracy involved. This is just like again, back to the original point of the podcast. This is just two two dudes, right? Who live in different parts of the country. Sitting around playing some tunes and talking about music, so I think
0: sharing music with each other that we like and we want. Mm -hmm. I don't think we're doing
1: any bands any disservice at all, and I I don't. I think that generally speaking, we're yet to hear a complaint about. Well, even from uh, from anybody saying, "Hey, you shouldn't play." You know, it'd be funny to. It would actually be kind of funny to like have like, um, say, I'll just go to the last show have. Ash Bowie contact me and be like, dude, like you, sh- you don't play Paul though because you know, like you don't have the rights. You, you should talk to our man about that,
0: <laughs> which is so, so far fetched in his case. Right, right. Well, it, it's <laughs> funny because you, it, it, after the last show, Hans jo- Joachim Ermler, founding member of Faust, oh, um, fantastic! Yeah, his his new band followed us on Twitter. Thanks to.
1: Ooh, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, oh, I know. Turn exactly. it up a notch, up, oh, my God.
0: <laughs> so, um, so yeah, no, and 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 here's the thing, uh, we haven't made a cent because we don't advertise, and and you know somebody asked me, you know, how do you deal with the rights? And it's like, well. <laughs> Look, look if we're ever if anyone if anyone makes any money off of this thing we'll deal with that at that point but right now
1: we'll look now, forward to that we'll look forward to like i look forward it, to somebody saying hey stop the podcast
0: stop the podcast because you're making too much money off of it and we want to cut um but for or now even that, just stop the podcast right, it's right. unethical <laughs> it means someone's paying attention so um so yeah uh, yeah, we just,
1: you know, look back and laugh. That's right. Um, <laughs> so,
0: look back in laughter. Uh, yeah. Which, which is um, another great band. Me, I should...
1: Like, hey, shut it down. Like, if somebody says, hey, shut down the three songs pod, I'd be like, hey, Mike, it was a good run. <laughs> it was so, a good like, run. It was 54. <laughs> we, can't, we can't do this anymore. 54 episodes. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll reappear, like, like, 90 days later under some <laughs> mysterious other name recreate ourselves, like, in this similar sneaky fashion, you got to keep in mind that, like, we are two of, like, maybe 500,000 music podcasts.
0: That's right. Y- yeah, we'll have pseudonyms. You'll be, like, Nasty B, and I'll be, like, I don't know. Oh,
1: no, no, nothing <laughs> that close to the truth. <laughs> okay. No, we'll be very obscure. <laughs> Just like right. this next song. Just like this next song in going to play. I'm going to take us to. Um, well, I'm gonna. Should I take us to Leeds now, or should I take us to the Deep South?
0: <sighs> Whichever. I'll is... take us
1: to Jacksonville. I'll take us to Jacksonville. Because okay. this is a uh, a friend that I haven't seen in a long time. Who we pavement played a bunch of shows in the in the '90s. We were on Big Cat Records together. The ill-fated Big Cat Records, a London label, and she was in a fantastic band called Crowsdale. I think it's definitely the first time we've tapped into the Jacksonville, Florida scene. Mm. Yeah. And um, Crowsdale might be the perhaps the most celebrated indie rock band from Jacksonville. And I've got their seven inches. They're really good. And I'm not going to play that. Because this this woman, Shannon Wright, is her name. She eventually would have relocated to North Carolina. And I think she might be in Atlanta now, but she keeps pumping them out. She's made about 10 solo albums. And uh, the song I'm going to play is off her most recent album. And she's great. She plays, she's a left handed guitar player and a pianist and an incredibly powerful vocalist. And um, she's an a- absolute joy. And that's a lot of build up. But this is um, off <laughs> her 2017 album. Uh, called Division and it's a song called Accidental. Former.
0: yeah that was uh that was cool i mean i i know some of her earlier stuff i haven't heard that record i hadn't heard that song uh, and it's that i was wrong of- she
1: plays her guitar with her right hand i just for that she plays her guitar with. Her <laughs> but she was like she put out <laughs> I, like a are you spreading record.
0: disinformation
1: I'm, i am a i'm a readily i'm a font of disinformation man on three songs pod you are the corrector you're supposed to <laughs> Catch me on those things, man. Shit, man, I, I caught myself know. in the middle. You can
0: you can you make up whatever you want there, about left-handed man. guitars.
1: You're the engineer and the editorial <laughs> staff. But but she made a half dozen records on t- in the late period. Touch and yeah, go.
0: Right. Yeah, good stuff too. Really, really good stuff. And that's that's a beautiful song, but it's also like the lyrics are pretty heavy.
1: Oh, know? she's heavy. Yeah. No, she's seri- like she's like to me like completely overlooked. One of the best, like one of the one of the best we have.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, she's cool.
0: Okay, often yeah. uh, I'm fam- I'm certainly familiar and I've heard some of her records.
1: Well, it's being in the modern days. I'll make you a Shannon Wright playlist.
0: Do it, do it, my yeah. man. It'll
1: Be good for commuting because like you, you'll you know she's she's. Dig, she, I dig
0: her. Curated up for me. Back in the day, I would have I said, make me a mixtape. But
1: um, Crowsdale would be right up your street.
0: Okay. I'm not familiar. I mean, all, I'm actually not, three, not like, familiar. Like, mm-hmm.
1: Anyways, hit me with your next shot.
0: Uh, well, my next shot's going to be... Who's that?
1: Pat Benatar? Hit me with your best
0: <laughs> that was, shot. That was Pat Benatar. Uh,
1: yeah, five, she's from Richmond, you know. She's from Richmond where I grew up. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah! Did not know that she was like um, she was like you know making self-produced records in Richmond before she got huge.
0: Huh? Had no idea. Way before
1: "Love Is a Battlefield," dude. I
0: had I had no idea. Um, Well, I'm not going to play Pat Benatar. What's
1: your favorite Pat Benatar song? Uh,
0: "Heartbreakers" kind of a classic. Um, Oh yeah,
1: they're all good. They're all good. Yeah, I'd like to see you karaokeing some Pat Benatar pat benatar after we go to the shopping show this weekend i,
0: I could do uh, hey look I'll tell you this if you fly in for the shopping show on saturday mm. at uh i don't remember what is it called some hotel something something hotel i can't remember the,
1: some super cool um hotel like in your neighborhood where it, they do rock shows in
0: brooklyn yeah um
1: if here's a guy that never goes to live shows mike hogan because he's a hard-working dad that's right with a hard-working doctor wife that's right never has a chance to go see live shows it must drive you crazy like do you look at the calendar like I live in Des Moines like
0: um
1: like Mission Creek really. Festival is coming up in Iowa City and I'm Zylorus White's gonna play it horse lords and like I got a road trip a hundred miles and back in a 2001 Ford Windstar like you can just like right now like you could not stumble down the street be like the action comes thick and fast I, I, in New York it's, City.
0: That's it's true. I don't know. I mean, it's like I, there was a time twenty years ago, fifteen years ago, even ten years ago. I would have been all over that, and there would have been major FOMO. I got no. Wait, fo- yeah, 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 yeah. I, I got, love when, you, when you pull out the FOMO. That's your little number. I got your, no, fo- I got but, no uh, FOMO left in me, man. I mean, that's I, what
1: I'm saying. Like now, when Teddy's about. 15, so we're talking 10 years? Yep. That's right. You'll be taking him to shows. Stay cool, my man. That's right. You'll be taking Teddy to shows.
0: Yeah. He'll, he'll, yeah,
1: 10 more years of like just like doing the three songs pod and we hit episode <laughs> 417 or whatever you'd be like hey bob i can't i can't do this because like i'm going to see the shopping reunion." <laughs>
0: right right yeah. and 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 at that point what will happen is they'll be like yeah thanks for playing us 10 years ago um we'll, we'll put you on the guest list and they'll be like all right cool because did shopping much. say
1: that? Was shopping gonna
0: put you on the? No, list this no, 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 no. I'm I'm imagining ten years in the future when when you know three songs pod is is has like 180 so, listeners. Yes, yeah, so, so so big, so listens. big that we actually get comped things.
1: Oh my god, comped. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: anyway, dare to dream, I guess. Um, I I'm gonna take us back in time. <laughs> I'm gonna to take dream. us. To the start of rock and roll, my man.
1: Oh, come on, man! Yeah, Dirty dog, you did. Well, first of all, you ended the last show with a double dose of John Lee Hooker.
0: That's right, I did. I did. Well,
1: you're. And that's that's a starting point for the old rock and roll. There, you,
0: you get to you get to end the show tonight. So I'm not going to end the show with John Lee Hooker or his ilk. But I'm going to actually end, or I'm going to play the end of my songs with one of his contemporaries, Mr. Bo Diddley, who, um, I guess is kind of a blues guy, but for me, he's the bridge between blues and rock and his, the, the Bo Diddley beat, uh,
1: tell us about the Bo Diddley beat, the Bo Diddley beats with a It's like, an
0: in- well, you're the percussionist, man. You tell us about the Bo Diddley beat.
1: I'm the percussionist. <laughs> I'm the percussionist. <laughs> i don't know, that. I, I, you know one time signature it's called four four times and then if you got anything else then i'll be like oh no i'm gonna have to work on that for a while i don't work on that and i do that yeah, i need a real drummer here so i'm not gonna do it but the Bodley beat i think it's like three two and i know there's claves but i know how to play the claves
0: yeah okay
1: clave sticks there's, if you're a percussionist the three best instruments are maracas cuz you can't go wrong tambourine you can go wrong all the time especially if you overplay them cuz they cut through everything now the cowbell you can make a hell of a lot of mistakes but the clave you'd have to be a plum fool to mess that <laughs> up but you got to be in time you got to be in time Well and you're talking to you're talking to a guy that messed up <laughs> I played the clave. Definitely on Grave Architecture by Pavement a bunch of times. I guarantee I messed up the clave part 50 of the 300 times we played it.
0: Hey, that's, that's not but bad. But how about
1: the 250? I got it right. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah that's, that's,
0: right. that's, you know, 83% success rate. Uh, you know, hey. We'll
1: you're talking that. to a deaf percussionist. Now, you're talking <laughs> about the Bo Diddly beat. And are you going to play a song with the Bo Diddly beat in it?
0: Uh, I guess. I mean, I could play... I could play, uh, I'll play, I'll play his, maybe I'll, will you, we've been chatting for a long time on this show, so we might be running along, I don't know, I'm not even looking, but uh, maybe I'll play Who Do You Love, which is a classic Bo Diddley song, absolutely classic, but I also, I want to play Pills, which was covered by New York Dolls, among others. We'll play Um, them back to back. I'll play them, I'll play them back to back, so, who Do You Love... Yeah, now stop, no, stop talking. Who Do You Love is is just such a classic. It's the Bo Diddley beat, and it's just a badass song. You know, the lyrics are... And it's the kind of song where it's been covered a bunch. You know, I, like, don't play me any George Thorogood. I don't want that crap. The, the Bo Diddley version it's it's just so badass. It's such a badass song from 1956. This is a 60 plus year old song. And they're
1: pushing up the badass meter kind of high, Mike. He, he better pay the song. He's he's
0: talking about, you know, rattlesnake hides and you know, it's like it's intense for early even pre-rock and roll. Like this is the kind of stuff that would freak your parents out in the mid 50s. Um right. Did you ever
1: step on a rattlesnake?
0: I I never did, but let's listen to this one fresh like you've never heard it before. Bo Diddley, Who Do You Love? on Three Songs Pod.
3: miles of I use a cobra snake for a necktie, I got a brand new house on the roadside, made from rattlesnake hide, I got a brand new chimney made on top, made out of a human skull, now come on, take a little walk with me, Arlene, and tell me, who do you love, who do you love, who do you love, who do you love. Graveyard mine, just 22 and I don't mind dying. Who do you love? Who do you love? Who do you love? Who do you love? I rode a lounge to town, used a rattlesnake whip. Taking these all, they don't give me no lip Who do you love? I blue down the alley ice wagon flew hit a bump and somebody screamed you should have heard just what i seen. who do you love who do you love who do you love who do you love arlene took me by my hand. she said oh you know i understand who do you love who do you love who do you love, Ooh, do you love?
0: We'll lead it right into pills. This is 19,
3: 1961. Well, I was laying in a hospital bed. A rock and roll nurse went to my head. Just hold out your arm and stick out your tongue. I got some pills, boy, I'm going to give you one. She went... hospital bed
0: Diddley, talking about some rock and roll nurses.
1: You, well, know, you know what they called him. You know what they called him.
0: Uh, what'd they call Bo?
1: His main nickname, I believe, would have been the originator. Yeah? Yeah. Macomb, Mississippi's finest, I would okay. say.
0: Fair enough. So, you ever known any rock and roll nurses?
1: No, no, I've never mm-hmm. been to the hospital, no.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, neither have We're I. To stay away I, from them. That, that would be... I think that's the first. I I don't know of an earlier. I
1: don't want to see any nurses, Mike.
0: Yeah, that's that's fair, Bob. I I don't know of any earlier song, rock and roll songs about nurses, but you know there have been others. I think of Junkie Nurse by. Well,
1: uh, you think about you, yeah, but yeah, but you think about the nurse and nurse the bartender.
0: Well, that's true too. My
1: wife's nursing right now. Your <laughs> wife's a doctor. My wife's nursing right now at the <laughs> Red Buck at downtown Des Moines. Yeah, she's nursing. There you go. It's like you ever you ever play you ever you ever be in a bowling league? No. Can you bowl? Can you bowl? Uh,
0: I, I you know what I used to do the, in Portland? There was uh, a bowling alley that had an amazing deal on Sunday mornings, where it was three games of bowling, shoe rental, and breakfast, and it was all Ooh. six dollars.
1: That's a hell of a deal it right there. Yeah, deal. It was an amazing deal.
0: And the, the thing is, you had to get there by 11 a.m., and um, my friends and I would sometimes struggle to make it there in time. But um,
1: yeah. That's back in your live music show going days. <laughs> yeah, it really, it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It certainly was. Well, we'll get you back there when Teddy's 15. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to take us to Leeds, one of the greatest rock and roll cities of all time, right? Gave us... Gang of Four and Mekons and several others, you know, mutant pop and stuff. And, and uh, girls at our best. Do you ever listen to them?
0: I never did. No, no they're
1: only around for like two or three years. Yeah, but they had like uh, they actually. The, the funny thing about England is they thought they got they you know they're they're obsessed with charts. And of course, we mm. are here to an extent, right? Sure. Well, they they had they still do to this day. They have indie charts, which means I don't I don't know, height. You split that up. Right. I got, how do you, how you declare yourself an indie label? But this is off. Girls at Our Best. I'm gonna end the show with this. Off their 19. And there's only one woman in the band. Uh, Joe's two dudes. Jez was one of them. I forget the other guy. Uh, no disrespect to him. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Girls at Our Best was uh, uh, a great band. from leads and this is uh I guess the closest they ever came to a chart topping hit. This would have been number four on the uh indie singles chart in 1981. It's co- called Go for Gold.
2: Far away from the desert I can recognize the sound. It's from the sea. I'm the
0: Damn it, Bob. You're going to make me do some research, aren't you? I'm going to have to Your, listen.
1: Yorkshire rocks. Yorkshire rocks. Yeah,
0: that was cool. I'm going to have to listen to some girls at our best. Girls at our best, yeah. Somehow best. I miss them. I, and that's that's the sweet spot for me, that early 80s, late 70s, dare we call it post-punk.
1: <laughs> <rich> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've got no other choice because that's what they've always called it. <laughs> right. But uh, right. anyways, I'm heading to Tamp on Monday. Okay. And I, well, we're going to do, I'm going to do my first ever podcast from Florida. Okay. And so I'll be sitting by the fire pit in Crystal Beach.
3: I've been to the Tampa
1: Bay Derby just to, it's one of the races. I, one of the, I kind of, one of those annual things for me. I go yeah. to the Tampa Bay Derby every year. That's my derby.
0: Fantastic.
1: And, um. You gonna hit, yeah, hit any spring training derby, while you're yeah. down there? What's that?
0: Any spring training?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go see the. I'm gonna go see the. Um, my buddy Tony Ranseder got us tickets to uh, uh, in Dunedin. It's a tough ticket because it, it becomes a Canadian city. It's all Blue Jays fans, and my listless Pittsburgh Pirates are going to be playing <laughs> my my team. And I, it's a listless like. I mean, I don't even know what we're gonna do this year. We got no cutch, man. I got That's no cutch. Okay. Yeah, no cutch. Yeah, it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be weird. It is. My man, you know. Uh, whatever. You know, we'll we'll take it all in. We'll take it as it comes. In fact, some good friends of mine down there, the Dingamans, Audrey and Brian, they've become friends with John Jaso. You know who he is?
0: Sure, of course. Yeah, Yeah, Jaso.
1: They're they're friends. They they met Jaso at a at a vegan um event. And uh, so I, maybe I'll get to meet John Jaso, v-
0: vegan John Jaso. That sounds great. <laughs> it's gonna be so
1: weird. But anyways, we'll do a podcast from Tampa. But we'll probably get one in this weekend. I imagine.
0: Uh, yeah. Who knows? I'll be, I'm around. Yeah.
1: I don't know if I'm gonna do it out here because it's cold, Mike. It's getting <laughs> okay. cold again. You know. Okay. But, well, uh, pleasure talking to you, and we'll we'll do it again soon.
0: Good talking to you. Get in there, warm up. Thanks everyone for listening. This is thank episode- you.
1: Yeah, keep listening. Please. Thank Episode
0: fifty four. Been fun. Yeah. All right. Thanks. All right.